Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lecture-based resource designed to ask the provocative question of whether, and if so, how politics should appear in our preaching this week. My name is Lee Battle, and I'm a minister with the United Reformed Church, where I am currently serving in an ecumenical setting in Cardiff. Each week, I am joined by a guest from a different place and space on the pulpit and political landscape. And today, I'm really pleased to introduce to you Ami Buhari. Ami is CEO and founder of the Hebe Foundation, a Christian youth charity. She specialises in purpose and vision and equality, diversity and inclusion. And Ami is also an actor and a worship leader. So Ami, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> um, so politics in the pulpit. I wonder what that means for you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and whether or not you see yourself as a pulpit politician? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I've been doing youth work for 30 years now, um, in various different uh, capacities in church and outside of the church as well. Um, like I said, I've got a passion for vision and um, character building and EDI, um, you know, equality and equity and diversity and inclusion. So, um, so I operate in those, those those spheres. Anything around justice, especially yeah. racial justice, um, I, I'm 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 passionate about and I'm I'm energized about, and I really want to just kind of just make the world a better place as much yeah. as possible. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so for me. Politics in the pulpit is all about, essentially it comes down to justice, you know, it's about um, connecting our everyday lives yeah. with the word of God, because the word has to be relevant. You know, people come into church, people connect with, 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 God, with God, and they need to see him working in their everyday struggle. Yeah. And, and the politics part is the everyday struggle, you know, uh, whether it's you know having to battle with social services or having to you know deal with um, schools and this is all policies this is things that have been you know government has put into place whether it's um, human rights um, yeah. refugees migrants all sorts cost of living yeah so you can't I think I think you can't preach the word of God and reach out to the people and reach out to what what their biggest needs without addressing politics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really with you. And, and over the weekend, I've been reading uh, one of Brené Brown's books. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, it, Being in the Wilderness, Brave in the Wilderness, it's mm -hmm. called. And it's all about how we create belonging um, and, and how we foster a place of emotional connection. And lots of that for her is about spirituality uh, thinking more deeply for me kind of into church how do we foster places of belonging for people who have been through and are going through some really difficult life-wrenching changes um, and and the language we use in our 
pulpits, even though I don't think many people use pulpits in the in the kind of traditional sense anymore. But for our preaching, how do we create spaces where people can feel like they can come along and meet with God and meet with the Bible and the word in a way that's still accessible for them? Um, I think it's a real tension when we have so many issues of justice swirling around us, Mm -hmm. um, which leads us on to um, the joint public issues team each week give us a roundup of um, the things that they think we keep an eye on this week, what's going on in our world. Mm -hmm. So this week, um, well, this morning, um, the Chancellor has announced the U-turn on the 45p rate of income tax for the highest earners. There's been a lot swirling round over this policy, over the issues with the finances that has happened under our government and this sudden crash. We also have Russia who have announced the annexation of four new areas of Ukraine in the Russian and Ukrainian conflicts and what that means for the world political stage, knowing that other countries aren't gonna recognize these. Also in the backdrop, we have the the fact that it's Black History Month this month. We also have Homeless Sunday coming up this week. It's Good Money Week and it's Challenge Poverty Week in Scotland too. So so much swirling around us in the wider context of ourselves. So given that, Amy, what would you want us to hear particularly about justice issues in your context? Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Just a small (laughs) question (laughs) for you. (laughs) I know, batting. What we need to hear, I think, well, there's layers to this. So I would want everyone to hear the still the cries of the uh, those who don't have a voice. Okay. And this comes down to the whole power situation. Yeah. So thinking about Ukraine and Russia, um, thinking about Black History Month, people who do not have a voice when injustice is 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 uh, come upon them. So I'm thinking, um, for instance, uh, Chris Cabber, you know, uh, the young man, black man who got shot by the police a few weeks ago. That is still very much um, happening. Uh, yes, it was a few weeks ago, but we are still dealing with the after effects of it. Um, it happened just down the road from me. So this is where, this is where our organisation is situated. We have people who are affiliated with him, you know. So yeah. we're trying to um, raise that voice. Yeah. And 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 that voice, one, his voice now has been silenced completely, but the voice of the community, the injustice, the the racial injustice around, you know, um, how uh, black people are treated by the police. It's an ongoing conversation, but it's a conversation that it's there's a tendency for us to lose our voice. in the sense of other things come up and take precedent in in, yeah. in news, uh, you know, in, in society. And so then 
it gets pushed down the agenda again until yeah. a death, another death happens or another tragic incident happens, you know? Um, so I would want that voice to be heard. Yeah. Consistently be heard until we actually see effective, positive, sustainable change yeah. in our society. So, yeah. you know, and again, it's about who has the power to yeah. silence these voices, you yeah. know? And like I say, whether it's 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 Russia trying to impose on 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 Ukraine, or it's the the, the plight of, of 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 racial injustice. It's about help. It's about how do we get rid of these these powerful and not giving us but silence some of these powerful voices and enable yeah. others to speak up. Yeah, and that's very much along the theme, isn't it, of Black History Month this year. Yeah. which is very much about how we've said so many words now. There's been so many protests. Uh, we've we've brought this issue into the public imagination and there's been a lot of tension around that. But now, how do we convert this into real action exactly. that is sustainable and makes a real life difference um and so i would encourage any of our listeners to go and have a look at the black history month um website where there's lots and lots of resources about this very topic um how we move now these things that have been being spoken about on a real world stage for a couple of years now mm -hmm. but yet we're still not seeing any real change on the ground and so i would i would really implore you to go and have a look at the website um our, to our listeners yeah. and bring this these issues into the preaching yeah. um because justice these issues affect everyone um and and it's about equity and and fairness and justice for all um and some some people sometimes we're you know certainly myself I've been privileged enough to to only get a hint of that kind of what it's like to live in that discrimination my family are from Malta so mm -hmm. we are there is that kind of link of immigration mm -hmm. and how she was treated by the police when she came in yeah um but that's just such a small fraction and it carries through the generations and I, and I don't think sometimes that's not adequately stated how generational this is and how we carry the wounds and the trauma of these things in our DNA yes. it's not just about this being a different world now and therefore everything's okay yeah because not it's not is it not at all you know and that that's the that's the uh, the biggest concern is that people like to think that this is all past its history. Yeah. It, it, it's actually, it, it's history in the making. Right? Yes. It, that's what it is. It's history in the making. So, you know, when we celebrate Black history, we, we, we have to think about what's happening today. It's not just about what happened yesterday, but what is actually happening today. And what's happening today is very much as important and very much as tro troubling as what was, what has gone. Because yeah. we've we've moved, we've all moved on, we should have moved on, uh, but yet these things are still happening to a certain degree. So therefore, you know, 
that then questions intelligence it questions the power struggle it questions yeah. you know, uh, uh truth and and whether you know if we're just talking to talk or if we're actually doing doing, yeah. doing the work so to speak and yeah. you know, i was um i was delivering a seminar at oxford last week on racial justice and mm-hmm. and this keeps coming up every time i talk about this is that people feel that they don't have they don't have the voice to speak up it's yeah. an issue they don't have the, the knowledge or the voice and everything like that and we're going to touch on it in a bit in in Luke 17 but um no sorry not Luke 17 to Timothy and uh part of that passage is to show um study to show thyself approved you know and mm. that's what I always say to people if you don't feel like you have the knowledge then get the knowledge yeah Learn understand talk to people so that you can speak into these situations of racial justice and not feel i'm not qualified to do so or i'm not you know i'm not black so therefore i can't speak no you can speak because actually your voice carries unfortunately in this society carries more power than the black voice but studies show that you you've you've got knowledge you've got an understanding you never have a a full understanding of of what it feels like and you can be able to speak into situations and like you say in your pulpit bring up these uh these discussions mm. and see how in your church in your community you can stand up for racial injustice you know? yeah yeah and there's an amazing book i've just read flesh on the bones yeah i haven't read it. it's on my list yeah it's it's really yeah. oh it's just so impassioned and so real yeah. um that when we hear stories real stories and we challenge ourselves to hear those in light of where god is mm-hmm. you know and and that god is in all of us and we should be challenged to be having these kinds of discussions but flesh on bone is is just a fantastic book um about liturgy yeah. um, and how how we use that um with this discussion of racial justice going on in the background so you mentioned to timothy is that where we want to start this week yeah why not yeah <laughs> <Go on then. laughs> why not um so yeah so I think there's a few things with 2 Timothy um, to 8 to 15, you know, yeah. so you've got Paul talking to Timothy and um, some things just jumped out at me. Hang on, let me just get my scripture. In, it, it made me think of my young people, young people yeah. we work with. Uh, we work with a lot of all young people um, and what is going on with them at the moment is that whole um, fallout from COVID and everything like that. Yeah. And the, the pressure they are under and there's a lot of mental health issues that have come through. And this is all, uh, across the board, wherever you live in the UK, you know, yeah. work with a lot of different youth workers across and everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah. And um, it's just reading to Timothy, bearing in mind that Timothy was a young man you know, Paul's talking to this young man here and all of the complexities that come with that with a young person in leadership. Yeah. Um, but one of the things uh, that came out to me quite heavily is that there is resilience in the suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, remember 
Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. So that's Paul talking, obviously. Yeah. Um, but God's word is not chained, trained, chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Um, and so, you know, here's the trust we're saying. If we died with him, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Now, Paul's saying these words to Timothy um, as a any mentor, as any teacher would, hoping that he's going to take these on yeah. and actually, you know, do as he did and do even better. That's what you want to do. And mm -hmm. me, as, as for my organisation, I want to see our young people do even better than we have done. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, the reality is we've messed up society. Mm -hmm. you know, we have messed up society when I say we as in these previous yeah. generations that we've all we've all come up down to and now our young people are essentially feeling the effects of it you know yeah. and we know that there is there has been suffering for them these last few years and mm -hmm. the reality is that there probably will be more you yeah. know even this this um this we're, we're preparing for uh, a crisis around Christmas when it comes to families and yeah. how they're going to be heating their homes and, and feeding their young people. So we're already preparing Christmas boxes, getting ready yeah. to help some of our most uh, families in, in, in biggest need because we know that these situations are coming. So we know suffering is here in various different guises. And Paul is um, sharing of his, uh, his struggle um, so that Timothy will be prepared for his own one that will surely come because there yeah. is a sense of suffering when we when we are um, living for Christ. You know, yeah. we know that, that that we will suffer. Um, but it's that resilience that you see that Paul has. Mm. Now, one of the problems with our young people right now is that they are lacking resilience. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're lacking resilience, which is a really big issue. Okay. And this is why we're seeing a massive spike in mental health right yeah. now amongst our young people, because they haven't got that 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 innate built-in resilience for some reason. I mean, I could go into loads of things. I would tell you that it's um, it is the way how we have uh, built society. We we are very much consumerist, very much materialistic, yeah. very much. I want everything now and I can have it now. So we've brought our young people up into that mentality, that way of thinking, that mindset. And yeah. so therefore, you don't have to wait for anything. There's no need to be patient. There's yeah. no need to, you know, they, our young people to a certain extent are entitled compared to others in other places in the world, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the poverty indicators are different, aren't they? What constitutes poverty in this country exactly. is vastly different than what would constitute poverty in other countries for, across the world. Yes, you see. So our young people are not used to uh, a hardship or used to the struggle, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So now they've really been knocked when it comes to post-COVID. You know, they've really been knocked when it comes to the whole exam fiasco because it's something that they've not seen. They've not had to go through, you know, yeah. uh, for a good couple of, 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 of generations. We've not had that hardship with our young people. So they've not had a, 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 a need to build up resilience. Yeah. And I really feel that there's a message here for us in, 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 uh, 
our conversations and our interactions with young people. And what needs to be key for those of us who are working with young people on a regular basis is to build up the resilience, just yeah. as Paul is building up the resilience in Timothy. And we have to use ourselves as examples in that, yeah. you know, death, there will be suffering. Yes, there'll be suffering for, for, for what God has called you to do. Every single one of our young people has a destiny. You know, God has a plan for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there will be suffering in this. But, and there's always the but, or, or and God. But yeah. God is with us. He will, no, he will, he will remain faithful. Mm. He, you know, even when we read it, he will remain faithful, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, I think that's really coming out strong when I was reading that. Yeah, and, it, and it's really important to talk about how everybody does struggle yes because there's always a sense of when you're going through something that it's so incredibly isolating that you think it's just you yes and and that then makes it really profoundly lonely mm-hmm. and forces people kind of further into themselves mm-hmm. whereas if we talk about this as a reality of life which it is yes there is a sense that we can hope that people, our young people, will be able to share their stories, be honest with their stories, because that's where the alchemy is, isn't it? It's not, we can't necessarily always solve the suffering, but the alchemy is in not being alone in it mm-hmm. and knowing that you, there is hope on the other side of it. Yeah. It may take time. It may take a long time. But in being together and in sharing story imbues hope in people anyway because they're not so alone in it. Yeah. And I think our young people are really embarrassed if something isn't quite right or yeah. they haven't, because we are in such a consumerist society, there is that my daughter calls it the cringe factor. If you've not got the right shoes or, mm-hmm. you know, the right clothes. And the pressure is yeah. immense, both on them and on their parents. Yes. Um, yeah. And it it's how we cut through that sense of that's actually not what is important in life. What is important is being with people and having your community around you um and and I think this reading helps us to bring that out in a really um common way that that we all have this this is the reality of it exactly exactly you know um exactly You, you know your your identity your culture is not shouldn't be connected to what you wear and what you possess you know yeah. and so yeah the pressure is is there for young people especially <clears throat> like you say for the parents and carers because when they see their young person's mental health go down because yeah. they don't have this and this which they tie with their identity yeah. then that's an issue whereas we know our identity is in Christ you know yeah and yeah. there's freedom there and it has come as you are there's yeah. no labels there's no there's no particular way of dressing you just come as you are and that you are fully accepted and that's what we need to be you know really instilling in our young people yeah you know that's where your identity is and that's where your freedom is yeah and you know? and allowing them to foster that in themselves toward others yeah, that's it yes exactly. I, I think there's real importance in in allowing them 
to shape their own hearts in yeah. being open yeah. um, and bringing people into their communities yeah. based on who they are, not what they've got. Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, I think this this reading's really good. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this reading? Um, again, just to touch more on the, about, because in, in the King James, it says, yeah. Uh, the, the bit where it says, um, where am I? Mm. So, um, uh, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed and who co uh, correctly handles the word of the truth. Of, of truth. Um, and, but in the King James, it says, study to show thyself approved, um, which, which, and I, like I said, I, I wanted to draw on that. And that's the whole thing of we are trying to, um, sometimes we think we forget the power of the word. Yeah. You know, and we we forget, yeah, we forget that. And so we try to do things in our own, uh, our, our own uh, abilities when we know that we need to be going back to God and going back to the basics. And that whole, that whole version of it, when it says study to show thyself, that's what we need to be doing when we want to speak into situations that are uh, whatever it is, if it's justice, if it's, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, social issues, we need to make sure that we are well informed, yeah. especially now in this, this time when there's so much information going around, so much false information going around, mm. um, you know, so much uh, wrong information going around. We need to make sure that we are coming back to the truth. So there's the, study to show ourselves um be be aware read up understand read the situation um but then know the word of god mm. and be able to speak that into people's lives and into people's situations mm. and one of the things i always do is my top prayer for myself and for others is that spirit of discernment yeah you know especially because we'd have no the because there's just so much out there we need to be able to filter yeah. What is of God? What is, you know, and so that spirit of sermon enables us to do that. So um, to 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 do that, to do our best, to present ourselves uh, to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of the truth. We need to study. Mm. We need to filter. We need to have that spirit of discernment. Yeah. Uh, and indeed, the root of the word disciple is student. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. It's a journey. And sometimes I, I feel that we expect that people's lives are going to transform just like that because, uh, you know, we've got input or, or they've come to some kind of youth event or weekend or, you know. Yeah. And what we forget is that God's doing this work, not us. And sometimes it's about seed planting. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's about planting that seed and allowing that seed to flourish, to grow, to be there as a guide, like Paul, to mm -hmm. to to walk the journey with them, mm -hmm. but not force the journey on them. Yeah. Um, and I think we sometimes we're so eager for uh people to understand what we understand or you know understand our truths or because there is so many 
there is so much around that it is like you say that discernment is something for me that's really teachable that we should be working on um teaching people about wisdom yeah what that does and the fact that ultimately all this is with god and in prayer and in communication with God and our communities around us, can we discern together the word and keep on being these students? We're never not students. Sometimes, I think the older we get, the more it's about unlearning rather than learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're all on this discipleship path, no matter what stage of life we're at. Yeah. And I think that's also really helpful for them to know that we're in the same journey as they are. Yes. Um, There might be a few more years on it, but we're still all students. students. We're never going to be the teacher. Um, And I, yeah, I like that thought very much. Should we look at, um, because I think there's a lot of the truth to power thing in Luke this week. Should we turn yeah. to the passage from Luke? To Luke. Let's look at Luke. Every time yeah. I read this, there's something it's, new that comes out of it. It's Luke 17, 17. 11 to 19 this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the healing of the lepers. Yeah, lepers. that's right. The 10 lepers. 10 lepers. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot there. Um there's the obvious, okay, um, you know, those who are marginalised. Yeah. So got those who are marginalised in society. Um, and, you know, they all have a common a common illness, you know. And we put that in today's context. That could be, um, it could be anything. It could be um, on the poverty line. Yeah. You know, it could be that they are just, they're, they're, they're refugees, they're migrants, they're, they're asylum seekers. Yeah. It could be anything, you know, any marginalised group, basically, you know, yeah. you could apply Amen. this here. Yeah, leprosy is, is just, a, is just a, it can represent so many things. Yeah, um, it's the thing that isolates them. The things that isolate them, exactly, you know. And there's a, uh, we've got to think about intersectionality as well, because it's, nowadays it's not, you have so many different things. So you are of this particular race or you're of this yeah. faith and you're of, on this economic uh, scale and you're, you know, this, you, there's so many different yeah. factors that make you marginalised these days. Yeah. You know? And that's something for us to think about. And then it, it, what uh, stood out to me is that um, Jesus saw them, he was travelling along the border. Hmm. He was travelling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. So he wasn't necessarily in his his own place, you know. He was on the border, and but, this is where this is where these these marginalised these um yeah uh, unsupported pockets of 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 society are on the borders. They're right there on the on the cusp, you know. You got to go there, and yeah. often when I'm doing um when I'm teaching or or when I'm talking to people. Uh, they'll be like, okay, where are where are these these young people who are uh, these neats who are not in education, um, yeah. employment or training, or where are these pocket society um society where uh these groups of, of people who are not represented, you know, in mainstream, where are they? They are there on the border, on the outskirts, yeah. yeah, in that in between place, you know, yeah. that in between, not quite there, 
not quite here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and as some of us have been straddling that 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 line for a long time, you know, yeah. think about myself. Um, I'm first generation born here in this country. Mm-hmm. My my mom and my dad came from Sierra Leone, west coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always straddled this. I'm not from there, not quite from there. You know, yeah. I am. I identify, identify with, but I'm. You know, if I when I go back home, everyone knows I'm an English girl. You know, <laughs> so I'm not yeah, quite yeah. from there. Um, but then I'm also not quite from here as well. You know, yeah. No one ever says, "Oh, you, you know." Whenever people ask me, and this is a common question, ask, uh, "Where are you from?" If I say, oh, "I'm I'm I'm from London," no, but where are you from? Yeah. Um, no, but where are you? You know, it's not enough that I have to be from somewhere. I cannot possibly be from the UK. You know, yeah, yeah. So I never quite feel accepted here. Never fully fit to there. So there's a whole load of us who are just just on these borders. You yeah. know, we're on these borders, and that's a big, big problem with identity. Where do I fit? Where do I sit in? Yeah, and you see, that's why there's been over the years so many different um, groups who have struggled to find their place. Yeah. And when you struggle to find their place, inevitably there will be conflict, there will be um uh disadvantage, you know, there will be confusion and, and, and stuff like that. When yeah. when people struggle to find their place. So yeah, so Jesus was in that place where often people don't know where to go or don't yeah. know where to find them. Yeah, he was on that border. Um and uh ten men who came and met him, you know, cried out cried out you know jesus lord master have pity on us the voice is there people are crying yeah society is groaning i'm thinking about those who are about to go into this winter months and they're like i cannot pay my bills yeah. i'm going to turn off my fridge i'm going to turn off my heat you know it's it's the cries are loud they're really yeah. loud now we cannot ignore these cries and it's you know you look and see it's interesting that they did the u-turn now um, yeah this this morning you know crazy's come back because he's come back with his tails behind his uh, legs because they you know, come yeah, back yeah. and this whole u-turn thing because the cries are too loud yeah i think some people were protesting on the weekend as well yeah um, the cost of living it's like you know in just way it's just we have to hear these cries and these lepers were crying out loud enough um and they stood at a distance yeah at a distance yes because they were marginalized and you know they had leprosy they can go near but it, jesus heard them from a distance yeah you know and it's about are we hearing are we really hearing the cries the loud cries of people mm. who, who are don't have a voice right now um yeah. you know and so he saw them and said go and show you go and show yourself to the priest and they went and they were cleansed and only one came back and who came back the foreigner yeah the samaritan yeah and and it's really interesting that you can sort of under, I sort of have sympathy with why they didn't come back because yeah. they will have been ostracized for so long yeah. that when you're in that place the thing you dream about is being back where you belong or back yeah. where you feel you belong yeah and it was likely the priest that told them that they were unclean in the first place so we've got huge issues of who's making, who's pushing people out onto the borders, yeah. who is keeping them there. Because in this story, what we've got is one, a, a very small amount of people 
having huge power mm-hmm. over lots of other people to keep them isolated. Mm-hmm. And the thing they wanted to do more than anything, get back, breathe that sigh of relief, yes. feel that safety of belonging. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have sympathy for them. Yeah. But it's fascinating. The one that possibly understands the most about what it is to be outside and treated as an outsider is the one who comes back and shows the gratitude for it. Um, And and how we... It's really brought it about anew for me with all this, you know, tax U-turn, things like that. I. I would like to believe it's because the tagline is we've listened, we've acted kind of thing. We heard you. Or was it never going to get through Parliament? And was this going to be a real embarrassment for them? I suspect it's the voices of the few in their party that have turned this around. Rather than Um, the voices of the many, which let's face it would have been a miracle if they'd have been heard in a u-turn based upon that and so therefore that means that our voices when we are in uh, positions of power like preachers uh, when we are in positions of power of as community leaders and they are positions of great power Mm -hmm. that we are recognizing our words and where those words put people exactly exactly you know it's so 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 important and yet uh, we we know there's power in the tongue you know yeah. there's life and death and and you're right it's about recognizing what it is that we are saying to people and where we are placing them you know yeah and it's not for us to place them we no. know that. but yet but yet it's so easy to do that um yeah and and and, and we do that all the time and yeah. then you know and then so then yeah you have a situation now where you have these and yes one came back and he gave thanks um but then it made me think well is there a sense of privilege yeah and entitlement you know even amongst those who were one minute they all had a common lived experience yeah 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 that they were sharing but as soon as the uh there was an opportunity to break free from that yeah everybody went their way and yes I do see why they did go their way because you just want yeah to, yeah you just want to get back into it you want to live again um but when we do break through when we do have our you know uh are able to get back to where we want to be there needs to be that you can't fall back into that same no, no. again yeah you I know agree. and that's what it feels like that these 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 other nine um uh, yeah, uh, lepers did. They 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 got back into that very quickly. That place of entitlement. Like, okay, I'm 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 all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. But actually, it's like the community that nobody wants to belong to. to. But it will have been a community nonetheless. Yeah. And there is a joy and hope in being able to move through that. But yeah. I also believe in there being a responsibility. That's right. To add voice to the reason why that community is there in the first place. Exactly. And waking people up to hear these stories of the margins of where 
the cracks in the pavement. People need to still know that the flowers get through the cracks of the pavement. You know, God is in those cracks in the pavement. God is a God of the margins. And God is a God of the oppressed and a God of justice. And leprosy, like you say, for me, we just into its difference. You know, mm-hmm. what yes. what do we see? And what do we separate ourselves from each other rather than looking at what unites us? And for them, that could have been that healing has united them, that being made clean has united them. Yes. And therefore their lives have changed again. There is this, you can't just slip back into a life that's now not there anymore. Yeah. It's gone. It's moved. You've been changed. And it's expressing that change and allowing others to see that although back to Timothy, there is scary parts of journeys that there are also people that are A, willing to walk it with you Mm-hmm. and B, have got through it yeah. in one way or another. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's, I feel like we're constantly, we all have this, we all at some point are going to be these 10 lepers. Yeah. You know? the way how society is, the way how life is, we will all at some point, for whatever reason, if yeah. it's, you know, we, if it's, you know, women's rights, yeah. you know, gender, uh, race, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever it is, it, at some point we will all be marginalised for one reason or another, majority of us, you know, yeah. or and and it's about what do you do with that? Yeah. You know, what do you do with that? Because, yeah, going back to the Timothy, there is suffering. How yeah. can you glorify God in this situation? And how can you make sure that, that it's it's less of, there's less, it's, it's going to happen to less people coming up yeah. after you. Yeah. You know? What is your legacy for the, the, the blessing and the miracle that you receive? Yeah. Jesus Christ. How are you then now going to, you know, yeah. act that out? Yeah. Hope, not shame, isn't it? Yes weavers of hope yes. and uh, purveyors of shame mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thank you Amy I, honestly I could carry on this conversation <laughs> with you for about a week I really could <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on and yeah. sharing your incredible wisdom and reflections with us today yeah. and thank you to the rest of us rest of you for joining us today Um, to ask the question of how we should preach politics from our pulpits this week. If you have enjoyed this episode of Politics in the Pulpit, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast and share this episode. We do really want to have an ongoing conversation with our listeners about faith and politics. So do join in on Twitter on at pulpit underscore politics or using the hashtag politics in the pulpit or you can see it on our Facebook community which you can access through the Joint Public Issues Team Facebook page or on their website jointpublicissues.org.uk So the question I leave you with this week where 
is your difference? And where is your voice in those places on the borders? Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and on Facebook. And so let us go this week, both with into our politics and into our pulpits with this blessing. May you be anointed with God's spirit as you bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, help people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. Amen. Amen.